Summer loving happens so fast. Summer loving, I got gas. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, everybody. Harlan Williams here. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I am your host with the most, Harlan Williams. So glad you could come along for the ride, baby. Uh, what a show today. Um, today I'm going to read a few letters from you guys. I got a little feedback, uh, from some, uh, stuff. So I'm going to read a couple of letters. Um, we're also going to uh, do a little experiment that might be a little bit gross, but it's an experiment that I did that involves the human body. And I'm going to ask you to participate and try this experiment kind of gross. So we'll see if you can man up and do it. Um, we're also going to talk about shopping, uh, when men go shopping, which I did. I'm not good at it. So I uh, recorded some of my interactions with the um, with the attendant at the clothing store, and I went in incognito. I used a fake name and everything, and I'm going to play you snippets of that so you can hear me as a man trying to shop. Not good. And then I think my Aunt Ruthie called in and left a message I'm going to have to play the answering machine. Get ready. Here we go. It's the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Got a thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Oh, I picked the wrong week to go shopping. Yeah. Um, so here's what I want to do. I, I'm a guy, right? Yeah, I'm a guy. Um, I'm a guy, and I'm not good at the shopping. I, I go maybe once, twice a year, if that. I just wear stuff till it wears out, and I don't know why. I, I love the feel of new clothes. I, I, I actually like looking good in clothes, but I just I find shopping to be overwhelming, and and I don't really know what I'm doing half the time, so I end up uh, just sticking with what I got till it wears out, which is never. You know, it's hard It's hard to wear out a pair of jeans if, you know, unless, unless you're out, like, uh, you know, riding bulls or something. Okay, your jeans are going to wear down, but just, you know, sitting in your car, sitting at your desk, watching TV, maybe doing a little gardening, whatever, you're not going to wear out your jeans for years. So anyways, I go uh, I go shopping, and um, and so sometimes it's like, you know, people ask me what my name is when I'm shopping, and a lot of times I don't say my name because I have an unusual name, Harland, right? And so people go, what's your name? And I go, Harland, and they go, what? Harloon? Hair, hair weave? What? No, Harland? Hey, hair? It's, it's like my boss, Mr. Featherstone. He never gets my name right. So just to make it uh, easy and simple, and I kind of get a little chuckle on the inside, 
I just tell people my name's Corky. And they either just look at me glazed or it makes them laugh or whatever. So I went shopping for jeans and shirts and stuff uh, the other day. And the girl that was helping me was just as sweet as could be. She's the type of girl you want to take home to your mother. She was just like cheery and smiley and cute and friendly. And what I really loved about this girl is she just felt very sincere. You know, she felt very real. She wanted to help. But she kind of got off on calling me Corky. She she started, like, kind of using the name a lot. And as we are you know, going through the motions, getting looking for stuff, she, she told me everything was 30% off. And I said, well, why? She goes, well, because it's Corky Day. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it'd be good to let you guys hear what a useless idiot I am shopping for clothes. And so, you know, I hit the record button on my phone and I picked up a little of the dialogue between me and this girl and and then one of the other uh, attendants there overheard me saying the name Corky and he got freaked out and started asking me about Corky. And everything was Corky this and Corky that. So here's a little sample of Corky, me, shopping for clothes at a... At a, uh, at a at a clothing store. Here we go. Welcome to Corky's world. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What's not to love? Good old Corky's from Canada. Corky, sure. That's Corky. I'm Corky. Oh, you mean Corky, the kid from The Facts of Life? That's the guy. I was like, well, no, I was a girl. Remember, it? was the girl who was a little bit, e, you know, she thinks. Well, I was a little bit too, because I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Well, welcome to San Diego. Yeah, I heard it's Corky Day in the store, <laughs> right? Yes. Corky Day. Corky Day, 30% off. Yes. On Corky Day. Yeah. This is my favorite shirt on guys, to be honest. That's a real... I wish I could put everybody in the shirt. Yeah. Some people like, no, they're like, me. I don't know why it's so hard for me to shop. Really? I'm just not good at it. I think it's it's always weird getting in and out of that change room. It's just, <laughs> you know? Yes. And so, at least you went in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that hard. I think for guys, it's a little scary going in a change room. <laughs> I don't know why. You feel like you're going to get trapped in there. I don't know. I don't think we like to take our clothes off out yeah. in public. You know, uh -huh. it's weird to walk into a building and strip. Yeah. Whereas, for some reason, you're girl... Like, where am I? Yeah. It's like, what why, am I doing? Why am I taking my pants off in this strange building? It's weird. It is. So there you go. We got into it a little bit, and, uh, you know, I, I finally got some jeans and stuff, you know, and then uh, I go to the checkout, and uh, she she kind of cared. She was concerned. She's like, now you make sure that the jeans don't stretch out, and you, you better be telling me the truth. Like, she actually uh, seemed very invested in, in my uh, well-being as far as my clothing goes. So uh, I'll play you one more little clip. This is just me at the checkout uh, where, you know, she's kind of making sure I'm good, I'm okay. And then uh, Corky gets on his way and uh, says goodbye. And yeah. I hope you are telling me the truth that they fit you snug. 
Yeah, okay. they did. Because they are going to stretch out. Yeah, that's what the, she said. <laughs> yeah. They, and if the, and if they don't fit um, pretty snug, you're going to have that same problem. No, they'll they'll because these ones are real baggy now, yeah. aren't they? I look like a, a potato farmer. Yeah. You think I look like a potato farmer? No, you look like Corky. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Corky day. Corky day. <laughs> You get a laugh out of yourself, don't you? <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> just, just weird. Shopping's <laughs> not easy for me. I only go like once a year. During the day, I can do this, but at home, I just, I'm always working. So. Oh, Corby, you're such a hard worker. <laughs> yeah. Take, take a break, please. Corky needs a holiday. Yes. <laughs> Will it be credit or debit? Credit, oh, well, please. There's my you. name, yeah. Okay, Corky, I'm so glad you came in. Oh, you're the best. Oh, What's your name? Rosa. What is Rosa. Rosa, thank Rosa. you, Rosa. Nice to meet you're the you. best. Thanks for <laughs> your help. Try. I'm not very I'm good, so you helped me a lot. Oh, thank glad. you. I'm glad. You can yeah. always come down here. We'll All right. Well, well, maybe, I'll help you. Maybe we'll see you in a year. <laughs> Once a year. I have what? to. I'll look for Corky Day next year, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, then. You Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. There you go. See, wasn't she nice? Court, she just, everyone loves Corky. Forget everyone loves Raymond. How about everyone loves Corky? But anyways, that that was just like a little slice of me being attempting to shop. I don't know why I put it up here. I, I thought maybe it would interest you just, I don't know. It's a slice of life. You know, I'm always talking about things and reading news stories. And maybe you're going... You know, this is episode 561 of his podcast, and what's it just like to hang out on the street with that idiot? Well, there it, there it, is, there it is. That was a little 10-minute snippet of how exciting it can be if you hang out with Corky and go buy some blue jeans. All right, let's move on. We got it. We got, I got my new jeans on. Let's keep rocking here, gang. Hey, I'm just calling to make sure you're all right over there, man. I ran into Aunt Ruthie uh, yesterday, and she said she hadn't heard from you, and you haven't posted a podcast yet, so just making sure you're all right, man. Aunt Ruthie's pretty riled up. All right, man. Take care. Hello. Hello, Holland. Hello. Are you there, Angel? Hello. Holland, it's your Aunt Ruthie calling, doll. How are you? Where are you? Your Aunt Ruthie needs you, Holland. Oh my God, I'm so upset. I'm over at the, I'm on the side of the road. I went shopping today over at the fruit market. Your Uncle Harry wanted some fresh plums. You know how he likes his plums. He gets them in his system. They get in his abdomen, Holland. They, they help him have his movements. You know how Uncle Harry is. He likes to have his movements in the morning, doll. His big hairy movements. I don't mean this hair on him, doll. I just mean the, the Uncle Harry, hairy movements. <clears throat> Sorry, doll. I got some phlegm in my throat. Listen, Holland. Ada Ruthie stuck at the side of the road. I had, Some of the plums fell out when I slammed on the brakes and they rolled around on the floor. 
you know, my God, Holland, some of the plums went underneath the gas pedal and under the brake pedal, and I, I would press down with my orthopedic shoes, and nothing would happen, that the, the brakes wouldn't go down. I just heard a squishing noise, doll. Little angel, I heard a squishing noise like like somebody stepped on a baby porcupine or something out in the middle of the forest, angel. And I, I slammed into the back of somebody's car, and then I'm out here, and I don't know who to call, darling. Can you come out and get Aunt Ruthie? Well, I guess you can't because you're in the Hollywood, doing the Hollywood movies and the televisions, but, oh, my Christ. I'm here. I'm all alone. I can't get Uncle Harry on the phone, probably sitting on the toilet having a giant movement. Here I am with his plums. And this, this somebody's somebody got out of the car and started yelling at me. The person I hit, I think it was one of these Orients. You know, they they come from the Chinese town or the the, the Japanese, the, the Orient. I hit an Oriental, and oh my God, he looked so mad. His face was all red and sweaty, and his black hair was standing up all spiky. He looked like a fucking crazy sea urchin or something, Holland. Oh, my God, Angel, please come, come and call somebody to come and help me at the side of the road, please. I got plum sauce all over my orthopedic shoes. Okay, the, my car's got plum juice. It smells like a smoothie in my car, and I got I got an Orient yelling at me over here. The pink. So, okay, so stop honking, please. Okay, I've been in an accident. I've, I've got a plum... I got a plum in my... I stuck in my orthopedic shoe and pulled out a plum, okay? You gotta stop honking. I'm an old lady. I smashed into an Orient. People just yelling at me for no reason, Holland. Honking the horn because I'm clogging up the traffic. I don't know why they get so mad at your Aunt Ruthie. It's just not fair. I mean, it's just me doing the shopping. I'll never forget when you were a little boy. Do you remember Holland, little angel? When we were up in Rochester for the summer, your mother left me so she could go and give birth to your little sister, Karen. Do you remember? And you stayed with me and Harry, Uncle Harry, and we took you over to the grocery store. Do you remember? And there was some little kids eating a giant candy floss, just a big, fluffy candy floss, and you wanted one, and your mother gave us instructions, don't buy Holland any candy, and we wouldn't let you have it. You remember, Angel, and you were crying, little tears streaming down your face over your freckles. And Uncle Harry and I turned around for just two seconds, and we heard someone screaming. And we turned around, and you were eating somebody's bun. Do you remember? There was a lady who had a bun on her head back in, I guess it was in the 70s, when you were just a little, little angel. And you were eating through some lady's bun on her head because it stood up so tall, your little angel, just like candy floss. It was like brown candy floss. And we'll never forget, you were eating that lady's fucking head. You were eating the fucking hair off her head, huh? and I don't mean to swear. Stop honking at me. Go back to your Orient. I don't need, no. D don't honk at me. My angel ate someone's bun off their head. And you're, you're going to come over here from Korea and honk at me with your Orient? 
I don't think so. Anyways, Angel, this you just you just ate this. We had to pull hair out of your throat for about three weeks. It looked like you ate a fucking giraffe or something, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, Angel, I know I'm, you're probably on the set shooting a films or a movies or a TVs or whatnot, what have you. Who says why, what, how, who knows what, what have you. Okay, so Aunt Ruthie's here on a cellular. I've got an electronic cellular here. And if you get a chance, Angel, call me. I got plum sauce all over my fucking legs. I actually scraped my orthopedic shoe on the back of the Orient's bumper, and he got all fucking mad at me. Fucking all red and fucking pimple-faced, like a fucking freaked-out underwater gopher or something that you've never seen in a science fiction movie or what have you. Okay, Angel, so try and get in touch with me. My car smells like a fucking Dairy Queen smoothie. I love you, Angel, okay? I love Stop honking at me. I'm kissing my nephew on the phone. How dare you? No, you go back to Japan and have a have a fucking take a nap or something. With your crazy black hair and your fucking attitude. I was made in the U.S. of A. Okay, Orient? Okay, Angel, I'll talk to you soon. Aunt Ruthie loves you. Bye, Angel. God, it smells like a fucking fruit forest in here. So, hello? Goodbye, Angel. Call me. Aunt Ruthie loves you. Bye, Angel. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, wild. What a what a wild message. Wow. But poor Aunt Ruth, I keep missing her. I guess she just calls me just when I'm busy or she leaves me these messages. I try to call her back. She never picks up. I, I feel so guilty that I'm not there to help her, but what can I do? Boy, oh, boy. Uh, anyways, that's that's my Aunt Ruthie. She's very sensitive, obviously. Good golly. Um, and speaking of sensitive, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's a bizarre experiment, and I don't know if you guys are willing to try it or not, okay? I don't know if you're willing to try it or not, but it is a little weird. It is a little kooky. <laughs> you might stop listening to the podcast when I when I tell it to you or ask you to. I might even ask you to do it because I don't want to be the only crazy one here. Okay, here's my experiment, and it's a little bit gross, but get over it, okay? It's it's kind of, well, I want to talk to you about how sensitive the human skin is. All right, it's our biggest organ, and I think we forget just how sensitive our skin is. And here's the experiment I want you to do. I want you, because I did this, and I'm not proud of it. I'm a little weirded out to even tell you this, but I'm going to, because I tend to share with you guys. That's what this is all about. (laughs) Oh, God. One day I was sitting here, or somewhere, I can't remember where, and I plucked a nose hair. I know, yuck, I just lost most of you. Oh, as if you've never reached up your nostril and pulled out a nose hair, okay? 
It's human. It's like me saying, oh, I reached up to my eyes and pulled out an eyelash. Okay, it's a little hair. It just happened to be up my schnoz. I know, I'm grossed out too. And for whatever reason, and I think it's just human curiosity, we all do this. It seems when we pull earwax out, or God forbid, a booger, or uh, an eye crust, or whatever, a lot of times we tend to look at it. I don't know why. We just, we're fascinated with our own stuff that comes out of us. We look at it. So somehow, I guess my nose was really itchy, and I'm like, what the hell? Why is it so itchy up there? And I just got my fingernails up there, and I was like, plunk! And there was like this big, thick, fat, gross nose hair. I know. I know I'm losing most of you, but I've come too far. I'm going to keep going. You've got nose hairs, too. Reach up your nose and feel them. You're going to have to anyways for this experiment, so get get ready. So I pull out the nose hair, and I'm looking at it under the light. Like I'm, I guess the reason I'm fascinated with a nose hair is because how often do you look at a nose hair? And I got, I got all full of questions. I became like Curious George, the little monkey. And I'm like, why is there hairs up my nose? And and look at the length of it, and it's kind of wiry. It's not like straight. It's kind of like got little crimps in it. And it's kind of thicker than, it's kind of like coarse. It's like a thick little hair. And I can see the, the like the root on it because, you know, you rip it out of your nostril. And I guess you get the root. I know, I know, this isn't easy. How do you think I feel admitting this stuff to you guys? But here's where it got interesting, and it, it was because of this nose hair that I was reminded just how sensitive the human skin is. For some reason, I kind of wanted to test the density of the hair because it looked thick. It looked a little coarse, but nonetheless, it was still a hair. So what I did is I rubbed it on the tip of my finger, okay? One of my, my index finger or my middle finger. I think I did it on both. And I just, like, kind of poked it into my fingertip. And you tell me, how how big is the surface of a piece of nose hair? I mean, it's thinner than a pin. It's, 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 it's almost non-existent. It's so thin. And here's where it got amazing to me is that I was poking it into my finger, the tip of this little tiny hair. The tip of the circumference of the tip of that hair, it was probably, I don't even know if there's a measurement for it, it's so small. It was like get, getting the leg of an ant and poking my, and what's amazing is I could feel it right where I was putting it. I didn't have to rub it around. I didn't have to move it. I could feel that little tip of that hair on my finger, through my skin. My skin was picking it up. There was sensation. There was feeling. And I'm like, good Lord. I guess you kind of forget how how, how sensitive your fingertips are, your, your skin in general. But for my skin, and, and the fingertips are usually, you know, it looks like the skin's always a little bit thicker on your fingertips because the fingers do a lot of work. So the, the fingertip skin can be a little dense, it seems like. 
And how could I feel the tip of this little hair on my skin? And and then I started just doing it on every finger. I was like, this is amazing. How delicate is the human skin? How sensitive is the human skin? Wow. Like, how, how is it possible I can feel such a, you know? It's just amazing. And I guess it goes to, like, every now and then you'll feel like a little teeny tiny ant or even a piece of dust or a, or a feather float down and land on you, and you, your skin feels it. So, so I don't know if you want to try the plucking the nose hair experiment. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the calls on this. I, and if you do it, I do need you to call me. A, because I just want to hear how it felt to you. B, because you had the balls to do it. And C, just I don't want to be alone here and be the guy that needs to be checked into an asylum because he plucked a nose hair and did a sensitive skin test with it. You certainly don't want that from your dermatologist. A dermatologist. Okay, Mrs. Smith, we're going to test the sensitivity of your skin right now. Oh, lovely. If I could just pluck one of your nose hairs out. You know what? Why don't we just use one of mine? Here we go. Let me rub my boogied nose hair all over your skin. Oh, my goodness. I can feel it. Yes, yes. Lovely. So, uh... I don't know if you you would venture down that street. I don't know how far you would go to try it. But if you do, if you do try the test, I think you'll be quite amazed at just how sensitive it is. Now, you're probably saying, well, why didn't you just pull a hair from your head? Guess what? I did try a hair from my head, and the hair on your head is so light, it's so fine, unless you have coarse hair, I I barely felt anything. At one at one one finger I felt it a little bit. But the nose hair is just dense enough that I was able to feel it. I know. This is ridiculous. You're like this is the last time I listen to this guy. What is he he's, he's he, uh, I I tune in for a little entertainment and he's got me plucking my nose hair out to rub on my on my fingertips. <laughs> I really did this. I'm not proud. And, and I, if you want to try it, I'll be proud of you. We can be losers together. So there you go. It's just, I find it amazing. A little scientific experiment. If you want to do it, you can call me at 323-739-4330. I want to hear about your experience uh, plucking your nose hair and rubbing your flesh. Yeah. Very strange. I know. Or you can write me at uh, harlowilliams.com and leave me uh, leave me a message. And I think I'll close, actually. A few people did write me on harlowilliams.com. And uh, I think we're going to read just a couple of letters to close out the show here. And uh, let's, let's go to those right now. I'll read while you go and uh, pick your nose. All right, here we go. Let's read a couple here. Uh, here's the first letter from Dave. Uh, Dave says, Harland, a few thoughts 
prompted by recent episodes of your very entertaining podcast. First, you absolutely nailed the N-word subject. Thank you. I wish they would play that lecture in our schools. Well, hey, thanks, Dave. Yeah, I got a little animated. I got a little fired up after uh, hitting the town one night here in L.A., and every club I went to, there was, like, all these songs uh, with the N-word flying everywhere, and uh, I got a little pissed, and I guess it wasn't so much a lecture as it was just me, like, kind of spewing off about it, but uh, I'm glad you uh, you got something out of that. Um, glad to hear I'm not the only one that's kind of angry with that. Um, and then secondly, Dave writes, Rocket Man, a truly great comedy. I am a 51-year-old man with four children, ages 26, 24, 18, and 15. All my kids have grown up with Rocket Man. Watched it just the other day. It gets quoted around here constantly. It wasn't me. Well, hey, man, thank you. You know, it's it's so funny, that movie Rocket Man. The older I get, the older it gets, it just seems to be growing in popularity. If you've never seen Rocket Man, I hope you get a chance to see it. It, it just, uh, I don't know, it's its one of those weird phenomenons where that movie just has a, a life. It has a shelf life, and, and I think it's a tribute to uh, how well it was done and how funny it is and how timely it is and, and all that stuff. So thanks, Dave. Uh, spread the word on Rocket Man. And then Dave says, thirdly, Lint. Here's one I haven't heard mentioned yet. And I did a whole run about how much I love Lint. So Dave's chiming in here. Um, Dave says, I have a water pick type shower head. There's nothing more satisfying. Brackets. Well, there probably is. But for the sake of argument, let's act like there's not. Bracket. There's nothing better than hitting the old belly button with a sharp jet from the water pick and having a lint ball in brackets, best if the lint is dark in color, save from a new black T-shirt, from the lint ball comes sliding out. Uh, and then he says that last bit needs to be read in Harlan Williams' voice. Okay. Uh, and having a lint ball comes sliding out. Ah! I don't know. I tried, Dave. Um, so uh, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one all uh, hooked up on uh, lint. That That is a good one, Dave. A, a little lint ball in your belly button and blasting it with your water pick. Uh, Dave closes. He says, well, you certainly have an interesting perspective on life, and I appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for making me laugh out loud. Well, I'm driving from place to place. I love to hear that, Dave. Thank you. That's You just made my day, buddy. P.S. I'm clicking through your Amazon link every chance I get. Dave. Ah, uh, see? Now that that I really appreciate, Dave. Uh, in case you guys didn't hear it, um, at harlowwilliams.com, we have a, a link for Amazon. So that if you decide you want to go buy something on Amazon... Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to HarlowWilliams.com, click on our link. It takes you to exactly the same place. But what happens is Amazon gives us a little kickback for you using our link. And uh, as you know, I am i don't have sponsors on this show. I rarely ever make a, a cent doing this show for five years. And... <laughs> I just love doing it, but Amazon gives us a little link, a little kickback, so 
you know, it's money I can put towards the production of the show and stuff. So thank you so much, Dave. Thanks for the great letter, all your comments. And uh, why don't we do one more letter and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know, close everything up. Let's do one more letter. This is from Max. Here we go. Hi, Harland. I always look forward to your podcast. It never fails to put a smile on my face. Thank you, Max. I especially enjoyed hearing all the snappy banter between you and your sister. It was endearing and hilarious. Yes, I had my little sister visiting. And I got to be honest, Max, I was a little nervous about putting her on the show because, you know, she's not from the entertainment world. She's she's never done an interview on a radio or anything. And I just didn't know how she was going to be. I didn't know if she was going to clam up or get nervous. But at the end of the day, it just felt like my good old sis sitting there and talking to me. And that's what I was hoping would happen. And uh, I'm glad you found it endearing and hilarious. <laughs> it's hard for me to kind of pick up on that stuff because she's been in my life my whole life. It's, it's, I'm so used to her that I guess, you know, when, you, when it's with a family, you don't really know what's endearing or hilarious because they're, they're, like, uh, they're like your left foot. They're, they're just there. Uh, so Max continues about my talk with my sister. He goes, the Cuban bathtub story my sister told stuck in my mind mainly because I don't know what your sister looks like. So I'm forced to imagine your goofy mug on a lady's body soaking in a tub and licking a sponge. Yes, my sister talked about sitting in a tub licking a sponge. Maybe you could help me out by putting up some pictures of her so I can erase this unnatural image from my mind. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the great podcast. They always make my day. Well, you make my day by uh, saying things like that, Max. Thank you so much. And you know what? I'm I'm going to leave you with the image of a, a, a woman's body with my face, okay? I, I think that's, that's better than what you would see. Um, <laughs> my little sister... Will always let's just say she looks like me with a wig. That will that that will keep you happy, Max. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to start putting my family's pictures up on on my uh, social media. I don't think they'd appreciate it. But you know there is a little bit of a resemblance. She's a lot prettier than me. I got to give her that. You know, but uh, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, the visit with my sister, and uh, who knows if she's down here again, we'll uh, we'll get her back on. And you you know you weren't the first one to comment about her. I got a few other uh, emails and phone calls where people uh, really enjoyed hearing from my sister, which I wasn't sure because you know we were just shooting the breeze, and uh, you know I I didn't know how it would go, but it sounds like people enjoyed it. So thank you. Let's uh, close up that mailbag. We're just doing a couple. Usually I dedicate the whole show to the mailbag, but I just wanted to get a couple in there. Uh, keep them coming. You can write me at harlowwilliams.com, or you can leave a voicemail at 323-739-4330. Okay? Okay, babe. Sound good, babe? All right. Awesome. Well, hey, check it out. If you are in uh, Dallas... Dallas, Texas, uh, this weekend, coming up March 13th through the 16th, please come see me at the Improv, at the Addison Improv in Dallas. Uh, tickets are at harlowwilliams.com or the improv.com. 
And uh, that one usually fills up pretty darn good. So uh, come on out and uh, get your tickets going. And we'll see you out there. Also, uh, while you're on HarlowWilliams.com, join our uh, YouTube channel. You just click the uh, subscribe button and you'll get all my wacky videos that I do. Um, Check out the store while you're there if you want to buy some crazy merch. And go to ATC.com, All Things Comedy, where you can find other uh, hilarious um, podcasts. And that's it, man. That's it. Um, I've got to hit the trail. I uh, Again, I thank you for all your feedback, your input, your kind words. And until next time, Pavement Pounders, this is your host, Harlan Williams, saying chicken chow mein, baby.